Navigating Solo is the official singles adult ministry podcast of the United Pentecostal Church International. Navigating Solo is dedicated to encouraging single adults in every stage of life by using biblical principles to navigate discussion on various topics. Here's your host, Dr. Lorraine Orozco. Welcome to Navigating Solo, the single adult ministry of the United Pentecostal Church podcast. I know you're expecting Dr. Lorraine. Well, don't be so disappointed. We've still got Dr. Lorraine. I'm Debbie Size, the National Single Adult Ministry Director for the United Pentecostal Church. And so today, I, along with our podcast team, we really thought you need to know who Dr. Lorraine is. So Dr. Lorraine Welcome to this interview. You're sitting on the other side of the mic, but (laughs) welcome. We're glad you're here. Just say hello so they know that you're on here. Hello. I'm so glad to be here. And yes, this is a different thing for me being on the other side, being the person that's being interviewed, but I am excited. I'm excited to be sharing with all of our listeners and all of our viewers and talking about uh, things about my life. So this is good. It's very exciting. Yes, it, it's, it's exciting. And I feel they need to get to know you. So Dr. Lorraine, why don't you just tell us something about you, where, where you're from? Uh, there's some amazing, you're an amazingly interesting person and an amazing woman of God. But tell us, some things about you and things that have defined you in your life. Well, I'll just say the brief thing is that I'm from Tucson, Arizona, was born and raised here, but I kind of wanted to maybe talk about something many of our listeners and viewers probably don't know about me. And I wanted to tell about just a little bit about my testimony. When I was three years old, I was actually in a car accident. I was hit by a car when I was three um, after my aunt's wedding. And when I was in the backyard playing with some of my cousins, um, I was hit by a car. And after this car accident, my parents were told that I had spinal cord injury. I suffered a spinal cord infarction. I broke my right arm. And that meant that I was going to be paralyzed from T10, which is the waist down. So I would never walk again. And that was some devastating news to some very young parents. Wow, yeah. 26-year-old parents and my young brother. And so um, that caused me to be a wheelchair user. So that's probably something that people don't know about me is that I am a manual wheelchair user, have been since the age of three, um, have not been able to walk since that time. And the thing about that is that that accident is actually what caused my parents to seek out the Lord and to try to find some way that their young daughter would walk again. And they took me to several specialist doctors, could not find answers, but my aunt was going to an apostolic church. And there was a couple there who gave my parents a search for truth Bible study. 
And because of that accident, that very tragic thing that happened to me, my parents and my family are now attending church, Holy Ghost Field. And so I have been raised in church since the age of three. I've been coming to church, um, singing, playing the piano, involved. There's been several surgeries from my back because of scoliosis, totally unrelated my accident. So I had a couple of those surgeries, some difficult moments with my health, um, had about 12 surgeries up until this time. So it's been some difficult things, but I have to say that thankfully the Lord has helped me with all of those transitions. God has been good, allowed me to be involved in a lot of things, which has definitely been beneficial to me. And so I, I feel blessed that I'm a wheelchair user and do things differently. Um, a lot of things that normally people don't do, but I still do them, just do them very differently. That's wow. That that's amazing. And I, um, uh, yeah, that your parents uh, at 26 and then your life, all these years, what you have dealt with. And I remember I first met you in 2003, 2004, when you were a student at Jackson College of Ministries and my dad was trying to help the school and served as president for a little bit there. And I remember him talking about you. He was so impressed with you. And when I met you, I was impressed with you. Here you come. I saw you in a, a cool Mustang and, and all of this. And you were uh, such a positive person. And you told me something about that Mustang and what your parents did. Your parents uh, play, have played such a role in where you are and why you're such an amazing person. But tell us just that little thing that you told me. Well, I have to say that my parents from a very young age have always told me, you can do anything that yeah. everybody else does. Like you are no different. You may have to do things differently. So, you know, they didn't make any special rules for me and my brothers, two younger brothers. We all had to cook. We all had to clean. We all had a day that we had to make dinner. You know, things look different, but I had to wash the dishes. I had to make sure that things were all done just the way that they needed to be. And wow. so I, also, my parents said, you are going to go to college, you're going to drive, you're going to do all of the things, you're going to get married, you're going to be successful, have a great job. And one of those things, of course, for a 16-year-old was you're going to get a car. And so one of the things that we kind of had to look at was how I was going to drive a car. And my mom had a friend who um, was a wheelchair user, and so... When it was time for me, when I was 17, a senior in high school, um, we went to the car dealership and there was a beautiful blue Mustang, my favorite color, 1998. Um, and so I uh, was wanting to get this car, but my parents said, okay, you can get this car, but you have to make sure that you can get, you are independent, you're going to go to college, you have to make sure that you can do everything on your own. And they taught me to be independent. They taught me to do any everything for myself, to not expect think, people to do things for me. So they said, we're going to sit here on the curb 
We're going to sit here. And if you can put the wheelchair by yourself in the back of that Mustang in and out, then you can take the car. Well, this 17-year-old self was pretty determined to make that happen and to take that brand new shining Mustang home with me. So I got in the front seat of that car. I folded the wheelchair up and I put that wheelchair behind me and was able to put it in the back seat of the car. And even without all the changes, we ended up modifying the car a little bit, put hand control so I could drive the car with my hands. And and so I was able to do that. And so my parents just sat there patiently while I figured it out. And I did. And we took that Mustang home that night. So I was very excited. We got the hand controls. And so that was kind of cool. Right now I drive a 2020 Camaro, black Camaro by the name of Rocky Balboa. I have a few cars, but yes, that's, that's a pretty cool thing. I, I like the, the Mustangs and the Camaros. And so that has worked with that door that comes out that two door and big enough. So that was my excuse to drive the cool cars is because I had to have a car that had a big door to it to accommodate the wheelchair. So that is a cool Mustang story. That that's that's very amazing that they sat there and watched you and did not help because it was very important that you got that. Wow. That's that's pretty awesome. And so that's kind of what makes you who you are. Uh Dr. Lorraine, why don't you tell us okay, you're Dr. Lorraine. And that's not just something that's given to you. So share with us your education. I'd love to know. Well, when I first of all was 18 years old, I went to the University of Arizona. I actually started school there, lived at the dorm because, again, I wanted to be independent. So I moved out of the house, lived there on campus. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to say had some health problems with my back. But once I got my back taken care of, I had to have three surgeries to get my scoliosis fixed. And I decided that I wanted to go a different route. So at the age of 23, I ended up going to Jackson College of Ministries um, because I really felt a call of God on my life. And I wanted to pursue music and I wanted to pursue ministry. So I'd never been to Jackson, Mississippi before. I'd never been probably further out of state than El Paso, Texas. So my parents drove me out with my car and we, um, I started school there, which I met Dr. Fred Foster. Your father was the president at that time. And it was such a wonderful blessing to be able to be there. I was only there for a year and a half, unfortunately, because the school ended up closing in May of 2005. But the friendships that I have made from that and the connections and people like you, I probably would have never have met you had I not been there. So I, I'm thankful. Um, and I ended up coming back to Arizona, kind of wasn't really sure what to do. And, and finally, I went to the University of Arizona, went back to the University of Arizona and finished a degree in human service and loved that undergraduate program. Um, I also started a, a master of arts in human service counseling and in uh, marriage and family from Liberty. But then I ended up transitioning and moving to St. Louis to go to Urshan Graduate School of Theology. They were so wonderful. They were at the time where Urshan College wanted to become accredited. And so I expressed interest after I had been to a conference out there. And they were so wonderful, the staff there. And um, they ended up making a um, 
an apartment for me that was completely accessible. Now, if you've ever been to the old Urshan campus on the Howdershell Road, that place was not accessible. And they put ramps up. They made things accessible. And I attended there and got a Master of Arts in Christian Ministry with an emphasis in pastoral care and counseling and finished that and then came back to Arizona, finished my other master's in human service, marriage and family counseling. So I have two master's degrees. And then I decided to go on and pursue a doctor of ministry in pastoral counseling. So I finished that last year. So that is why I am Dr. Lorraine Orozco. And then currently, currently, I am in a master of arts in marriage and family therapy. So I'm doing my clinical hours by next time this year, I will be a licensed associate marriage and family therapist. So I've gone that counseling route. I have done that at Urshan Graduate School at Liberty. And so I'm thankful that God has allowed me to to do that education and something that I love. And I know that is helping the kingdom of God and counseling and therapy and family therapy. So that has kind of been my educational journey so far. That's, that's amazing. And I, I have to say, wow. And I'll even say that backwards. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And, and you, you've done a lot in your lifetime. And I think that that's amazing. And you, um, you know, I, I look at how the scripture says um, in Romans eight twenty eight that all things work together for the good of those that love him. And you have given your life to God and and you've done. And, and I think about that and you're a you're a single you're a beautiful single lady who has not let life things that happen you've not let it detour you you're one of the most positive now I know I'm a positive person but you are too and and you're always smiling and you're upbeat every time we talk quite a bit for the podcast and um you know you're always upbeat yeah you have life's troubles yes but God's been faithful And look where you are today. And so why don't you tell us um, maybe what this journey of being single, you know, uh, I mean, it's true. I I was in my 40s when I married. So, but I also know God had a purpose and he let me know. Right, I told that on the first podcast, but he told me and let me know that there was a reason, after, you know, right before I was engaged to be married, but he let me know this is why I kept you single was for this ministry and that, that you could do and lead and, and make things and affect and touch people's lives. And I look at you, you have a podcast. But now here you are leading this podcast. So share some things about your journey that that maybe you want some people to know about you. Well, I have kind of really thought about this over the years and being a single woman, you know, it's not easy. And I think that for me, I've kind of asked God, like, 
you know, what is the deal with this? Because I'm doing this alone and this yeah. has not been a journey. As you know, it's not a journey for the faint heart. It has been difficult. And, and, you know, some other things that kind of with my physical kind of you know, having to do things and, and feel like I have been alone, but I know that God has always shown up and he has always been there to help in every situation but I have thought so many times, you know, why is it? And I have dated, there have been several, a couple of serious relationships, but have not worked. And always kind of in the back of my mind, I thought, well, maybe it's because I'm, I'm disabled, maybe because I'm in a wheelchair, maybe it's because of this, but it really has been the Lord that has kind of been there to tell me, you know what, I, I made you different for a reason. Yeah. And there was a time when I was praying and just asking God, you know what, I just want to be like everybody else. You know, I just want to blend in. I want to be like everybody else. And I remember feeling like the Lord spoke to me and said, I didn't create you to be like everybody else. Try Stop trying to be like everybody else because that's not how I created you. I created you to stand out. Yeah. Your life is supposed to be different. And, you know, thinking as a person who is single and, and thinking like, well, maybe it's, you know, it, there's other reasons, but ultimately I, I, I know that it has been for a purpose that I probably would not have gotten the education that I had gotten. I probably wouldn't have done, uh, gone overseas. I've been overseas several times, have flown and, and done some amazing things with my life and those would not have happened. And so, you know, I know that God has a plan that God has the perfect person for me. And, and, you know, it, it hasn't been easy, but God has shown me over and over again, there is a purpose. There is a reason why you are still single and why all of these things have happened to you in your life, even though they don't make sense to you most of the time, but I have a purpose. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's beautiful. That's, um, you know, if, if it's, it's the perspective, you know, it's your perspective of where you are right now. And your perspective is saying, you know what? I know there's more. And I'm just going to keep going because Paul said, I've learned to be content in whatsoever state I am. You know, okay, God, until this happens in my life, I'm going to keep doing and I'm going to keep doing in my life and and growing because you know and that's what's happening with you you're growing and and becoming greater things in God while you're waiting but in the waiting there's amazing things that happen and and that's that's beautiful let me you know I'm sure single adult ministry was not something you said, oh, that's what I want to do. Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, but when it came up, we were looking for a uh, someone to host the podcast. And I think I knew you had one, but it it never crossed my mind. And I hadn't really talked to you in a long time. We're friends on Facebook, you know, when you see occasional posts and all of that, but someone mentioned to somebody on our, uh, who we were working, trying to decide the foundation of this. And um, they mentioned your name and I went, oh, I know her. I love her. So I went and listened 
And I just kind of felt she's the one. But you didn't know, because see, all things do work together. You set up a podcast. You have an amazing podcast. And, but it set you up for some deeper and greater things that God wants to use you. You didn't dream single adult ministry would be what God has some deeper things. So, okay, when we asked you and and you were pretty gung-ho, you know, and we had some good talks, talk to your pastor. And then, you know, we had to go through all the red tape with the, the executive board and the general board and all. And so here we are today talking to you. And so here you are navigating solo and what an amazing example. Mm -hmm. So tell us what you're experiencing because I think you just a week or so ago attended your first singles conference. Yes. Just this, because finding community with Sam is kind of our thing right now. And so Tell us about stepping into the single adult community, the UPCI Sam. What's well, it meant to you? Well, I wanted to kind of, well, I will just go back track a little bit and, and go on that thought because the way that that worked up, 2022 was one crazy year. That was for sure. And I finished my doctorate and um, I had thought in the beginning that maybe I would do a podcast. It was kind of something that was going in my head in October of 2022. There was, I'll be transparent and say there was a breakup. And so I thought, what am I going to do, God? I need to do something for you. I need to figure something out. And so I started the exchange podcast and it was kind of talking about mental health and all these different things. And that was the episode, some one of the episodes that you ended up listening to. And when you called me, I knew that it was a God thing. Somebody had just mentioned to me that I just interviewed, like God is going to do some things and he's going to do it quickly. I talked to them the day before. And so you just get ready. (sighs) And you called me the next day we talked and you said, do you need to pray about it? I said, no, I don't need to pray about it because God had already been speaking to me that he was going to do something. I didn't know what I had no idea what it was going to do or what it was going to be, but I knew that God was going to do something. So I knew that it was absolutely in the will of God for me to take this on and do navigating solo. And like you mentioned, this was not something that I had even had on my radar thought about. I'd come home from Indiana. I'd been the family pastor there and um, I started working with some of our singles at our church. My pastor had asked me and I was really great about doing some events and, but you know, I, it wasn't, it wasn't something that I had thought about. And then you and I started working together with our amazing committee. And I thought, well, I've never been to a singles conference before. I'd never been involved in anything. I'd maybe gone to one sort of service here and there, but the opportunity came up for me recently to go to Branson and to go to Missouri District Singles Conference. And I'd been listening to all of these people on my the podcast on Navigating Solo talk about how it had changed their lives and how God had moved and had done some things. So I was there this past weekend, actually, in Missouri. And um, 
I got to experience that for the very first time by my on my own. Yeah. And it was the most beautiful thing, unexpected thing. I went to the service on Saturday morning and there was such a powerful move of God. And I think for me, it was just being able to be vulnerable. And I've heard a lot of people on the podcast talk about singles ministry, singles conferences, that everybody else is in the same boat that you are. They have been in your shoes. They have been single. They have, for some reason or another, and that morning God just spoke and he did a work and there was a prophetic word that went. And I believe that God orchestrated for me to be there and I will probably, I will probably never forget that service. I know I won't forget that service because God did some amazing things in me. And now I know, I know like sister Joel Lynn Mills says, I can drink, the- I drank the Kool-Aid. I now know what that is about. And I can say that that is such a powerful ministry that you have had a burden for and have done for so many years and what an impact it has made in my life. So I know it's making an amazing impact in all of the other single ministry and, and single people in our organization. And I, I'm blessed to be a part of it. That's, that's awesome. That's, wow. I love that. And, and it does. And that is something. You drink the Kool-Aid of Sam and, and you do find community. Because, you know, singles are not misfits. Look, look at your life. You know, you, you've made a lot happen. And, and that's, that's beautiful. And some of that, you're right, what you said. It couldn't have happened if you weren't single. And God has had his hand on you. And it's very, very evident. That, that's, that's beautiful. I, I just, um, you know, it brought you, the podcast has done a lot of things. And and here we are. You're probably going to be, I don't know what episode, because we're recording this earlier, but nine or ten by the time this one comes out. And so that's, you know, two and a half months, because this is a weekly podcast. And, um, and, and you're, you've done an amazing job. And the interest and things that we have had from this podcast. I believe it's a God-ordained thing. Yes. And how God is taking, and you're ordained for this. And so it's it's helping and speaking to singles. So tell me, maybe doing this podcast, I know you do your own, the exchange with Dr. Lorraine, but here we are navigating solo. What has it done for you? What have you learned or what have you from the experiences of doing this podcast? Well, this from the get-go has been such a blessing because of course the people that I've worked with, the Sam team that I'd never worked with before, what a blessing it has been. But I also feel like every single person that we have talked to on Navigating Solo, every single um, interview has been such a an aha moment, if I could say for me, they have all said something that has just been so profound. And I, we have, every person has said something that in some perspective, they all have some different kind of thought or experience that has just made them so unique. And I have been blessed 
to be able to talk to these people. And I love the interviews, but I'll be honest with you and tell you that I like the before and the after when I just get to talk to them and pick their brain. And since then, I have made some pretty great friends, people that I talk to, people that I text message, people that I have met in person at Missouri District Conference, you know, people that we interviewed and I got to actually meet. And I'm looking forward to some other conferences that I'll be going to, doing a mental health seminar this weekend and and then coming at General Conference. By this time, those conferences will be over But um, by the time we air this. But just thinking that I have gotten some friendships, some yeah. really great community that is coming. Like you said, this is only, we've only been doing this. We launched Seven Eleven. So actually today, as we, as we're speaking today, September 11th, we've only been doing this for two months. But what I have learned, the people that I have encountered, the community, the friendships, the God-given people that, that have spoken into my life personally, and then the understanding of what Sam is, is about understanding about what this does for people every day, every conference, it has just been life-changing for me in such a short period of time. And like you said, it has been God-ordained, every single piece of this journey and this ministry for me personally has been a God-ordained. And what what an eye-opener it has been to what this ministry and how you said singles are not misfits they are doing amazing things for the lord they are teaching bible studies they are winning souls they are involved in so many things and so i'm blessed to be part now of this this community of people that's awesome and it is a community and and i i pray that singles that are listening to this on all different venues and and some that may be watching this on YouTube. I, I pray that each of you are through this podcast are finding that community because there is community with Sam. And I pray that people are listening to this and that you will share this and send it to somebody else and say, hey, watch this, listen, because there are some things and I would encourage singles share this podcast, get it out because it is making a difference. And Dr. Lorraine, you, you're, you're the voice of this and you're making such an impact. And that's why today we wanted to interview you because we want people to know who you are. And I hope today, singles, that you have been touched to hear Dr. Lorraine's story. And I know uh, many of you have met her. Many of you will meet her because she will be, she's, she's drank the Kool-Aid. So she's going to be showing up at different things. And, and so Dr. Lorraine, before we get off, I just want to say, is there just a take a minute or so here? Is there anything that you want to leave with this group today before we close? Well, I just want to say again how thankful I am to be working with single adult ministries and how great of a journey, wonderful of a journey it has been. But I also have to say that I wanted just to encourage singles who are on their journey 
And just to remind them that God has a purpose, that we don't always see it. We don't always get it when we're going through it, but that God ultimately, he sees the bigger picture. He sees what we can't see. All we see is the thing that is in front of us. But if we can just trust God, knowing that he has our best interest, knowing that he knows the end from the beginning and that how it all plays out is going to be, is going to work together for our good. Talked about Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for the good. And I, I do believe that if we are serving him and we're loving him, it may not always be how we want it to be, but it will be right and it will be good and we will be victorious. And so I wanted to leave singles with that. Just continue to be content, continue to find people continue to find mentors, continue to find people that will speak into your life and will pray for you. I'm thankful for you and for all the people that speak into my life and are praying for me. And you got to get yourself a team. You got to get yourself your people. You got to get yourself the inner circle. And if you can do that, you will be good. You will be in a good place and you will thrive. You won't just survive. You will thrive as a single adult and you will accomplish the things that God wants wants you to accomplish in your life and it will be good well that's 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 true so today thank you dr lorraine and navigating solo you faithful people and maybe today's your first time to be listening or watching thank you for joining us and i believe now you know who Dr. Lorraine is. We've got an insight in. And thank you, Dr. Lorraine. We love you. Thank you for what you do to make this podcast. You work very hard editing and doing all. But you are an amazing woman. And I'm so glad you're a part of UPCI Sam. Thank you again for joining today and share this and let's get the word out about navigating solo join us next week for another great interview on navigating solo